for me, sales is about one-to-one. It's not about one-to-many. So it's about building relationships and building a strong, powerful network by connecting with the right people and offering them who are interested in your products or service and creating a relationship with them. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I am beyond excited today as we have Steve Bruce with us all the way from Hong Kong. He is one of Asia's leading independent LinkedIn trainers, and he helps senior executives, business owners, and corporate teams to present themselves powerfully on LinkedIn. Welcome to our show, Steve. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. It's um, yeah, it's 10 p.m., quarter past 10 at night here in Hong Kong. So like um, quite very uh, quite late in the day for us, but I'm yeah, very happy to be here. And uh, good to, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thrilled. So uh, before we jump in, because we're going to really talk about LinkedIn fake profiles and kind of the the black hat things that are happening inside of LinkedIn and and some decisions that have made by courts that might help it a little. But before we jump into that, the one question we ask all of our guests is what does making sales social mean to you? Well, um, that's a really good question. Thanks for asking it. I, um, for me, sales is about one-to-one. It's not about one-to-many. So it's about building relationships and building a strong, powerful network. So, I mean, like how I do it is I don't use creator mode, for example, because I want to connect with people. So I've got about seven and a half thousand connections, not followers. And it's all about, um, I'm constantly using my social selling skills to add my hundred people a week. And I'm very focused. I'm on LinkedIn for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get business. And that's done by connecting with the right people and offering them who are interested in your products or service and creating a relationship with them. Awesome. So for you, making sales social is just going out and meeting more people and connecting. Well, it's the right people. That's the key point. The right. Like, you know, I have a very um, you know, a very in-depth profile of who my target customer is and my, you know, who's my buyer persona, if you like, and a good fit target client. I know who they are and I just connect with those people and I get a very high connection rate because of that, because they're, they're happy to hear from me. That's awesome. I thank you for that insight. Let's start with a court has decided that LinkedIn can hold members responsible for the user agreement, right? Scraping and fake profiles and things like that. So talk to me a little bit about why that's good news. And then what's going on inside of LinkedIn that they needed to take this to court? Well, this um, you're talking about the Q case, which is a basically a data scraping company. And they have basically been using LinkedIn. They've been scraping all the publicly available information that we all put on there, um, like our email addresses and our phone numbers and all our you know, contact information and scraping that off the site using a proprietary software and then selling it to clients. Now, um, it's a bit of a funny thing because on the one hand, if you had the time and energy, you could do it one by one by yourself because it's there. So, you know, in some ways, you know, you, it makes sense to, to get that information, but you can also see why LinkedIn wouldn't be happy about it. And also in the user agreement, there is a clause that specifically prohibits 
the use of software to data scrape. So this has been going, this court case has been going on for a long time. HiQ argued that the stuff's in, the data was in the public domain. LinkedIn didn't have any claim about it. People have put it there freely. LinkedIn said, well, we've got a user agreement and you're breaching it. And it's it, the case has gone on for a few years now. And a lot mm -hmm. of people have been following it very closely. So I kind of, I don't have strong opinions either way, but I think that when there's a user agreement, it's pretty clear and we've got to follow that. So I'm, I'm, that's the first part of the question. The second part is about sales automation software. Now, both you and me and how we became mates was because we share our passion about one-to-one -one and doing it the old school way of building up a proper relationship with the right person and warming them up and offering them value until they're ready to buy from you so that when they are ready, you're the person that they think of. Now, um, I've got a bit of a horror story about this um, and how it came up. I've been posting quite a lot about this recently. And um, one of my clients um, came to me and they said, oh, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, help, 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 help. We've had our accounts shut down on LinkedIn. And I said, what did you do? What did you do? You did something, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, yeah. turned out they'd outsourced their LinkedIn profile management to some dodgy company in another market. Um, and God knows what they did with it. But one one lady in, in particular, she was an executive coach. She lost 15 years mm -hmm. of LinkedIn. She was like pretty much crying on the phone going, I just don't know what to do. I'm distraught. I've lost all my deals all my contacts, all the content I put up on there. I don't know what to do. And so unfortunately, there isn't much you can do. Like if you get your account mm -hmm. shut down, uh, LinkedIn customer service is not very good. The golden tip for everyone, if you don't know already, if you need to talk to LinkedIn, you go to at LinkedIn help on Twitter and you'll actually speak with a person then. This is the real best way to get actual help. But as trainers, LinkedIn will only speak to the account owner. They will not speak to us. So there's very little that we can actually do to help a client that's got themselves into this situation. Now, this lady in particular, she tried to set up a new account using a Gmail address, a different, and they just blocked her. They blocked her IP address. Said, wow. no, 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 we've seen you before. And she just couldn't get back on. So she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm completely stuffed. So anyway, um, luckily for her, in Hong Kong, it's quite a small market. People know people. So she asked around and she finally found someone who knew someone that worked at LinkedIn. And they agreed to help her and they basically managed to get her account back in the end. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. But um, I've I've had this problem with actually with bona fide clients who mm -hmm. had done nothing. And LinkedIn just decided that they were being too active on LinkedIn or acting in a suspicious way and just shut their account down. So the you know, the mm -hmm. they don't seem to be very good at spotting it. And this is this is an really ongoing problem. It's kind of tragic. Also, I had a big bank as a client. They bought Sales Navigator for their commercial lenders. I was brought in to train. And one of their commercial lenders had almost, I mean, he had an account, but he never used LinkedIn. He now took my class on Sales Navigator and was shut down permanently for activity that was not normal. But Superhuman activity, they call it, right? <laughs> well, except that they just bought him Sales Navigator. Did they expect him not to use it? Like he got it. He started using, you know, abnormal activity on this account. He had no activity before. So even though he, the, the bank was paying for Sales Navigator, he still got shut down. He never got it open again. However, in his case, he was able to start over and he only had maybe, you know, a hundred connections. So it wasn't devastating, but um, frustrating to say the least. Well, indeed, I, I, in fact, I was looking at your profile and I noticed that you've, um, I, I talk about LinkedIn jail 
because you don't always get shut down completely. You can get chucked in jail. If you add more than 100 people in a week and you're not a premium user, or even if you are, yeah, they'll put you yeah. in jail. And what that means is that you have to use someone's email before you can connect with them. And um, yeah, you don't want to do it, really. You, your card gets marked. And it's happened to me before. Uh, years ago, I was a bit too enthusiastic. You've got to be, and you've got to, be, you've got to manage it properly. And it is, uh, you know, it, there's so much to lose by getting your account suspended or shut down. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it. I mean, for us, it would be, you know, day ruiner. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go get a job at Trader Joe's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about. So LinkedIn arbitrarily sometimes shuts down, but there are still things that we can do to avoid being shut down. But let's talk about some of the mistakes that are being made. One is fake profiles. Let's talk about that. Yes. So fake profiles is a bit of a pet topic of mine. In Asia, we were having a terrible problem um, where basically we were getting very attractive Chinese ladies approaching mostly white middle-aged men um, and trying to connect with them. Now, the thing was that these profiles were very scant. They had a picture of a pretty girl but and they had a, a very unfeasible career. So they looked about 30, but they'd been the CEO of L'Oreal or and also <laughs> had an MBA and also had worked at like yeah, in, in crypto or something else like this. And a very short career, but very senior career with no, you know, I mean, the, the ways to spot a fake profile, there's no content. They don't have many connections. They they don't have a banner or if they do, it's like just it just looks off. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, the first rule of the Internet is if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Right, now, um, right. what I was finding in Asia was that um, it was the usual suspects of people that I know who are falling for this and connecting with these these so-called uh, uh, people. And um, what was what had happened next is that these um, someone would approach them, the, the person they connected with, and say, "Oh, well, let's talk on WhatsApp." Now, we actually don't know what their end game was for sure. It, was, it never came to light properly. Catfishing, you know, they're looking for money. They're looking, yeah. But yeah. we know that in the US, the people got there was a few um, quite widely publicized stories of people who got crypto scammed from LinkedIn. Yep. Now, I, I mean. I say I don't know what the the end game was because no one no one I know actually got scammed, but it was just a, such in the end, I'm the sort of my my network of senior executives here. We're all joking about it and sharing these profiles on on posts on LinkedIn, going, "Oh, look at this one!" Oh, look like collecting them like chump cards, and so it's actually quite funny. But I do worry that um people will get um caught mm. now. So they they moved on from that, and the next thing that came up was um, come and see, come, come to your office tailors. So this was the new uh, fake profile. And there was one that I actually did a post about. Um, it was a beautiful lady saying she's going to come to my office and measure me up for a suit. And I was like, hmm, that could be a bit awkward. <laughs> and um, anyway, I decided to, I thought, there's no way she's a tailor coming to my office to measure me up for a suit. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. So I did a Google reverse image search on it, and the lady's actually a real estate agent from um i think uh, arizona somewhere wow and um that's an expensive flight just to measure up for a suit well exactly yeah it have to cost a lot the suit um, but i actually contacted her and said look your image is being used uh, on a fake profile on linkedin i've reported it from my side you should report it as well and we need to you know she didn't actually reply i connected with her as well but she didn't seem to do anything about it but but the point is that that's it's annoying that we 
you know, who's got time to do that with everyone? We can't just do reverse image searches. But it was just that they moved on to that next. They seem to have gone a bit quiet now. Um, LinkedIn is is not that great at taking action when people do bother to report it. And um, that's if there was one thing I'd like to see them do is that if at least give us some kind of a reply and let us know. Thank you for letting us know. Here's what we did. But they don't. They don't do anything. You feel like you're just, um, you know, just throwing stones trying to fill up a hole and you, it just goes into the ether. And I find that very frustrating. You know, if I'm taking time out of my busy day as a business owner to report a fake profile, I'd like to know that so, there was some point to it. So um, I hope the LinkedIn will get better at that. They they do say that they've been shutting down lots of fake profiles and getting better at it. But honestly, I, I think more needs to be done. So, I mean, it's difficult because, yeah, at what point, do we have the same problem as people you know, going yeah. over their 100 advice a week and getting their account shut down, but they're actually a bona fide user? Yeah, well, I do like this new feature that they have under the more button on people's profiles, which is, it's like the new verification. It says it's about, if you click on the more on anyone's profile, they have about this profile. I don't know if you have it yet. No, I don't um, think we have it in Asia yet. Yeah, so it does say when you joined, the last time you updated your contact information, the last time you uploaded your photo, and if you have a verified uh, phone number. Okay, so I can see that on yours here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About this profile, I can see that there now. Oh, then you then you have it now. It may have okay, just so rolled out for you. Yeah, so actually, good to know. I'm, I'm actually running a LinkedIn workshop for a client tomorrow morning, so put that there in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's great. You can see, I mean, like you've been on since 2004. It's hard to maintain a fake profile for that long. Yeah, so that has to be pretty good, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. So, so that's great. So to talk to me a little bit about what people can do to spot some of these fake profiles well normally what i've seen i don't know i, I kind of developed a bit of a, a nose for it um i can just generally have there's something off mm-hmm. you know like um there'll be something on there like you know i've had people trying to impersonate my company for example mm-hmm. somebody um basically told you know was had a, just copied my profile basically in australia and then another person was like saying claiming to work for my company in australia and in spain and I left it for ages because I'm a solopreneur, so I don't mind looking a bit bigger. <laughs> um, and um, but actually, in the end, they were starting to you know post things, and you know it, it wasn't good. I didn't like what they were doing. So we normally you could spot. Firstly, it, the the profile won't be fully completed. So they're using some of the fake profile guys are using AI generated photographs now. And as AI and deep fake gets more advanced and clever, um, that's going to become more of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, the LinkedIn themselves will tell you, Oh, look out if it's a famous person. But normally it's kind of like does something doesn't quite look right. I mean, as I said, with the with the pretty Chinese ladies, they're all like very young, and they had these CEO of L'Oreal. It was I do remember that was one that all stuck out. And um, they you know, and a very short career, but just yeah. unfeasibly senior and very well educated, and again, no content, not many contacts. Um, it just it doesn't that's look a right. big one. That's a big one for me. I look at how many contacts they have, especially if they're from overseas. If I'm like number five, this is a fake profile. Yeah, well, I wouldn't bother. I mean, generally what I do, I'm I'm very pro networking. I am trying to build my network. So if somebody wants to connect with me, I will view their approach favorably and I will look at them and I'll see like I'll, I'll do one now while we're talking. 
unless somebody somebody wants to connect with me. So there's one guy, yeah, he works in oil and gas. His picture isn't a proper picture. It's a picture of an oil bubble and a gas flame. He's got a very sort of a Blade Runner-esque. It looks like an oil rig or something. He's based in England. We have one mutual connection. He didn't send me a note with his connection request. He's looking for genuine buyers for petroleum crude oil products and buyers for consumer. Uh, you know, he's got two jobs. I'm probably not going to connect with him. Now, I, he probably is a, a legitimate profile, but um, you know, he, he says he's got 2,100 followers. But, nah. You know, I, I don't think yeah. he's going to be my customer, and um, he's not the right... He doesn't fit my profile. Um, someone else has connected to... Let's look at him. No, no headshot, no banner, based in Singapore, uh, 14,000 followers. He's got 62 mutual connections. He has been posting, but he doesn't know how to use LinkedIn. And he's working in, in this sort of online industry. So I'm like, well, if you don't even know how to use LinkedIn, then again, I, maybe he's a target customer for me. I will, yeah. I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. So do you ever reply to them without accepting? No. So I do that all the time. If I'm, I will reply to someone or send a message to someone. Thanks so much for your connection request. Typically I only connect with people I know or have engaged with on LinkedIn. May I ask how you found me? And then I ignore them. I, what I've found actually is that, I mean, I know that um, uh, Richard Vanderblom does this a lot as well. And I, for me, I haven't got time to do that. I work on my own. I have to yeah, be careful yeah. how I spend my day. Now, um, so I, I won't bother. I just either connect with them or I don't. And I use scripts for everything. I always use a script when I reach out. And when someone connects with me, I always send them a note. A welcome I message. Off, I, yeah. I learn of you. <laughs> you, actually. I um, do. Like, uh, I, I send a welcome message every time. And, uh, and, and I still do what you did with me. We've been connected for a while now. Let's have a call and have a chat. You know, I just know each other a bit. Yeah. And um, it's just good practice, right? So um, I kind of, um, yeah, I, I, I'll normally view, I, I want to grow my network. I mean, I've got, so got 7,600 connections. So I want to get a bigger network, but I want it to be the right people. And, you know, sometimes I might have missed out. Like maybe this guy, this oil and gas guy, maybe he's looking for help. You know, and what I've found actually is who's viewed my profile, secret squirrel stuff. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I'll, if somebody, I look at who's viewed my profile, and I'll send them a note saying, I noticed you looked at my profile. Um, let's connect. And uh, uh, before, I used to think it was a bit creepy. You know, eh. And I say, let's your profile. Can I help you? <laughs> like that. Yeah. But I've actually got a few clients from it now. Because some of those guys, they're a bit lurky. They were just looking and they, they, they just needed a prod, a gentle prod. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, actually, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Actually, I want to work with you. And I was like, oh, wasn't expecting that. So yeah, are, and I know. love I love the PS in there. May I ask how you found me? Because that yep. start that starts that conversation, which is, is well, yeah, pretty exactly. powerful. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. I think I'll I'll, I'll I'll start doing that as well now. Maybe I'll give it a try with these guys and I'll let you know how I go. Yeah. But even even if I accept the connection request, I ask how they found me. Because that's right, it's, it's a, a good practice. Yeah, it's just a great way to start that conversation. Well, we are just up against the clock here. Uh, I have so enjoyed talking with you. I think the bottom line here is, you know, for everyone that's listening, just follow LinkedIn's user agreement. The do's and don'ts are user agreement 8.2.2. If you Google it, you'll find it. It's a whole list of what you should do and you shouldn't do. Automation and fake profiles, 
are an absolute no. You know, there are some gray hat things, right? There's, we have white hat trainers and black hat trainers, but there's a lot of gray in the middle. So I would just say, educate yourself before you connect any Chrome extension or you give anyone your just don't. <laughs> That's the thing, just don't. I mean, there is, there's a group on Facebook, um, Andy, uh, what's his name? Andy Foote Andy has Foot. a very good yeah, Facebook yeah. group, which I highly recommend everyone to follow. Um, Laugh, it's called LinkedIn Action User Group Heroes. And there's another one, which I won't name, but they are, it's everyone in there is black hatting, asking for oh, recommendations yeah. about, you know, how to use automated software. And I, I'm i on that group. I know, when I do, I don't go there very often because there's no one, there's never any value. Yeah. You know, people are just wanting to sell, 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 or asking how to sell, sell, sell. Whereas, uh, say, Andy Foote's group and your your group as well, and, and yeah, Richard van der Blom's group and others. Like I've made, I've been making friends all over the world recently in New Zealand and in Australia and everywhere. And, um, you know, and we all cooperate nicely together and we'll, we'll all to look because, you know, LinkedIn with LinkedIn trainers, standards vary. And we've all yeah. got a horror story of how we got a client and somebody came to us and went, oh, my God, this person just took my money. And, you know, yes. and we're like, oh, I wish I'd met you earlier. Let me please let At me at least help once you. a month. I have that conversation with, you. and like, yeah, we don't want um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not regulated. I really wish LinkedIn would do like a Microsoft certified thing for LinkedIn. I do too. I would happily pay for that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. LinkedIn, if you're listening, you, there's a new revenue stream for you. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, and I wish that they would take a bit better care of us, to be honest, because we're we're the power users of LinkedIn. So you know, getting us more involved in what you know, the functionality and we can give them a lot of tips of how to improve the platform. Agreed. Well, Steve Bruce, I have so enjoyed this conversation. How can our listeners get in touch with you? I'm very easy to find. Just uh, type in Steve Bruce on LinkedIn and you'll see my smiling face there. Um, if you do connect with me, uh, please send me a note uh, and saying that you heard about me from Bryn so that I know that it's you. Um, and then we can we can talk more. Um, obviously, I'm you know always looking for... I work with people all over the world, but obviously I do live in Asia, so that's my my primary market. So um, yeah, I'm I'm always happy to, but I'm always happy to connect with anyone anywhere. Really, the world that's is small awesome. these days. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for your time and your insights, Steve. Such a pleasure having you. I'm sure you brought some great value to our listeners. I hope so, so. Oh, absolutely. So for everyone else, when you are out and about, make sure you are making your sales social. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.